0: You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese.
1: We know running can be good for a lot of things at any age, health and fitness, our minds, and our confidence, to name a few. So when a running program for girls spread like wildfire across the nation, one of their coaches here in Charlotte thought something similar would be good for boys. Working on a degree in sports science opened Ashley Armistead's eyes to the role mental and emotional health can play in overall wellness. As a running coach and mom of two boys, she was aware of the quote-unquote boys code that sometimes stifles boys' feelings and emotions. The result of Ashley's efforts was Let Me Run, a running program for boys that also lets them know it's okay to have feelings and lean on each other for support. Ashley joins us now to bring us up to date on a refreshed post-pandemic Let Me Run program, which just finished finished its first post-pandemic 5K. Ashley, welcome. How are you doing?
2: Fine, thank you.
1: The Let Me Run 5K. That's great. Uh, DC is along for the ride. DC, Lu Casey. How are you doing, my friend?
3: All good. All good.
1: Very good. So the the post pandemic Let Me Run program 5K. How did it go?
2: You know, it went well. Um, it just the uh, with all the uncertainty, just to be back out there, uh, up and running again, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I see what you did there. You know, and we're yep. still rolling around in some uncertainty, but just yeah. to know uh, that we can start to navigate this and move forward, uh, it, it was just a great feeling to, to be able to provide that for the boys and for our community.
1: Well, that's great. Um, now, you, um, you created the program and you got a lot of input. Tell us, tell us about the program, the different pieces, and uh, how you landed where you're at today.
2: So, um, yeah, I think, you know, like anything in life, um, it, it's a combination of experiences. And um, when I uh, 1,000 years ago went into college, um, I have my first degree is a health and sports science from Wake Forest. You know, I thought of health as physical, you know, triglycerides, blood pressure, cholesterol. And working in the cardiac rehabilitation program um, at Wake Forest, I really learned the impact mental, emotional, and social health has on everyone. Um, and then as the mom of two boys, um, did a lot, lot of reading um, and realized that we are not allowing our boys to have the space to be human, the freedom just to be who they are, um, express their needs, Ask for help is a biggie. That's still a biggie Um, coming out of this pandemic. You know, we'll have new issues. Uh, Children in general will be socially awkward. Mm -hmm. Children are socially awkward already fifth grade, leaping into middle school.
1: Uh, I've never noticed that in my household.
2: (laughs) 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 Hmm. Throw in isolation. Um, Oh my, you know, and then, uh our boys feeding off of our anxiousness and uncertainty and, mm-hmm. um and how how can we be uh stability and reassurance for them and, and i think let me run coming out of this pandemic will will have a bit of a new role um in providing just that steady reassurance in addition to the emotional and social health of boys um yeah Emily and I, Emily's the executive director, and I have worked really hard on some new curriculum and finding the right fit curriculum, right or fit. We have a team that um, kind of vets the the curriculum, but I think we've Mm -hmm. landed on it over the new year. So um, we are uber excited coming into 2022 to. Every season, we're going to roll out new programming for the next several years. So
0: that's great. That's great. I, I remember speaking to Emily as the uh, the season was wrapping up here in the fall, uh, the first fall back since you know the the pandemic year off. And uh, even though the the, uh, the footprint, if you will, was a little bit smaller than in previous years. The impact was there, and uh, the program was very well received in the locations where uh, where it was. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about opportunities for the coming year and for registrations for spring, and and all of that that we're looking forward to.
2: So yeah, you know, each each area has its different um, rules as far as the pandemic goes, but sure. Um, We have developed, and certainly um, our operations and uh, Emily can speak more to this. But our goal, overall goal, in systems and curriculum, uh, is to create a better support uh, for our coaches,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and then um, possibly we're discussing at the board level um, of some parent support, alumni parent support. So how can we um, Mm -hmm. have a program that's user friendly for? coaches because you know they're volunteers and they're the heart of the program Mm -hmm. so so any new processes we are creating um we are with the coaches in mind to how can we make their life easier uh so really the silver lining of covid for us has been the scale back and and how do we get strong um and then go forward so we we're really trying to capitalize on the silver lining of Stability and sustainability, mm-hmm. um, and, and again, get those processes tight, um, so that mm-hmm. we can really concentrate on quality control. So, coming into spring, we um, we felt feel like we've achieved some equilibrium, and now we can start to move forward again and, and rebuild and, and in the best way possible. So, um, that's very exciting for us in the Char- greater Charlotte area. Um, the season registration will open up around March 1st you know mm-hmm. certainly again we're yeah,
3: yeah.
2: seeing what omicron brings us but um mm-hmm. th- that's usually the target with um with a may 5k so
1: so you so hope- you sign you sign kids up uh in in early march and the program starts mid-march mm-hmm. right right yeah.
2: right and, and again that's uh, you know we in Charlotte here we have the private parochial and public charter schools i'll i'll type so we look at their school calendar and and we need uh, seven mm-hmm. weeks of programming in addition to the 5K. And we have to consider teacher work days and spring breaks. So it might gotcha. be slightly, right. grump, but similar yeah. season for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, good. Yeah, so, a- how, how, t- tell us about the, the shutdown, you know, whenever everything kind of came to a screeching halt, kids are out of school. Um, you probably like um, your two years, two years ago, this time you're you're we were well I guess we were just in March and things happen so fast I mean Mm -hmm. you go from one day thinking everything's going to be fine to the next day it's like we got to shut down you probably had kids all registered and (laughs) and it's like oh no what do we you know what do we do how long is this going to last nobody knew you know and some people thought weeks some people thought months some people right I don't um, think anybody expected years
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what really um saved us was how quickly um, our staff acted to pivot and I, I i think if we look back and and wrote up the, the moves that we made um that not only saved us but also positioned us for uh future success so um you know we took it very seriously and erred on the side of caution and Unfortunately, uh, laid off a bunch of people, including myself, <laughs> um, just so that we could know what we were working with. So I think uh, a quick response um, and just keeping our ear to the ground allowed us to uh, still be here today and, and ready to go in 2022. So um, I guess quick action, which which is probably let me run lesson in itself. <laughs> you know, Right. you can't control your uh what's going on but we can control the
0: response right Right. good point and and looking ahead what what are some of the biggest challenges that you think uh these kids are going to face and how let me run is going to be positioned to help address those
2: right um I was really excited um, this past week. Our initial senior advisor, Dr. William Pollack, uh, who is associate professor of psychiatry at Harvard, has reconnected, and um, and maybe that's a topic for another show uh, to have him on. Um, and we're going to confirm what all you know he's seeing up there in Massachusetts, and uh, what we're seeing down here mm-hmm. with all of our writers. But right. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of studies coming out, um, things we wouldn't expect out of the pandemic, like, um, more boys are struggling with eating disorders, um, depression and suicide. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, those numbers keep increasing and, and they're different for, uh, a different population, boys of color. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: so we're really paying attention to the, um, mental health stats that are coming out. And during COVID, I, got a degree in counseling, um, to then further be aware of uh, Mm -hmm. stats and how, how we can fine tune the program, uh, to the current needs, um, just health in general. Um, you know, we know Mm -hmm. isolation is kind of like worse than smoking a pack of cigarettes and eating cheeseburgers. Um, we are hardwired to work in teams and to cooperate, um, we often talk about survival of the fittest, but it's really those that learn to cooperate with each other, uh, survived. So, so how can we continue, um, the feeling you get at a let me run practice or, uh, race where there's just such a sense of camaraderie, mm-hmm. you know, in our times of divisiveness, how can we, um, this just be a safe place where we celebrate differences and uh and make the boys feel some something connected to something greater than themselves, and
3: yeah
2: um, motivated, and then you know just plain physical health, we all know that getting out there and moving and running, um, run walking wh- whatever you want to do to move forward um, stimulates you know dopamine endorphins, um, and just being with another person uh, studies have also shown that that will put out more energy in a group than alone. So, um,
0: sure to, I am.
2: just to get these boys together and, um, and let them express themselves. Um, you know, that's one of the biggies with boys emotions. I, I try to talk about it to the boys is that their information, you know, so often boys are are shamed when they think of emotions and feeling and crying because it's feminine. But, you know, again, emotions are part of our survival. Mechanism, They're kind of guideposts and signs and tell us, you know, to turn right or turn left. And the quicker we can get these boys in tune with listening to these signals, um, they'll listen to what they need and then also be able to respond to the needs of others, which should, uh, create healthier relationships and, um, allow them to have more success in relationships going forward and in a deeper meaning, um, Relationships are are where these kids are going to get their real meaning in
1: life. I think yeah. one of the things I think about is you know being authentic, being kind of true to your feelings, and being able to express them. And <clears throat> you know, I mean, it it's a lesson I I'm still learning it. You know, as an adult, is you know I I've got to be able to share with whomever I'm in a relationship. You know, with my wife, with my kids, with friends, family, who am I, whomever, you know, here, here's how I feel today. Here's how that made me feel. Here's how, um, you know, and it just gives you a chance to work through it. And it's not like, I'm not mad. I just want to let you know how that made me feel or how I do feel. And so, you know, if I'm feeling down or, you know, melancholy or something along those lines, you know, people around me are more aware of it and they're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of interact this way versus if, if it were, you know, a, a different kind of mood or whatever. So, you know, those are, those are tough lessons because, you know, as, as men or boys who are yeah. becoming men, you know, it, it is, I've got to be, um, strong i'm proud i'm don't want to be transparent or vulnerable and show weaknesses um because th- that you've kind of been taught i mean it's part seems to be part of our dna anyway is like you know you just don't want to be be weak because we've we've got a we've got to lead and provide and and show strength and stuff like that so that that's yeah. my that's my five cent uh, psychological degree
2: yeah and when you say that just the the thought of strong not not asking for help it it sounds so exhausting to keep that facade up or that mask you know you have to work really hard and expend a lot of energy to to look like it's all all going well and you know if we don't express those emotions feelings um they're gonna they're gonna amplify and they're gonna to Turn into bad things. So, the quicker we can get them out and allow space yeah. for them, give other people space, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it'll yeah.
3: definitely.
2: It's kind of like holding a beach ball underwater. It's it's pretty hard to do for a long time.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
0: true. And, and and this one's really this was very off the cuff, so I appreciate if you don't have a you know an answer already you know in your pocket on this one. But but how has social media
3: <sighs>
0: changed this for kids?
3: Oh.
2: Golly. Um, wow. I, I'm so glad <laughs> I'm not a kid now experiencing that. <laughs> uh, Amen to that. But <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. You know, I love, well, I don't love the quote. Uh, comparison is the thief of happiness. So those poor children, um, social media it creates an environment of comparison. Um, and so you're constantly comparing, comparing against not only the marketing world, which is unachievable superheroes and perfect bodies, um, perfect lives, uh, highlight reels, but you're, you're also just comparing day in and day out against not yourself. And we all have, each person has that unique potential. And when you lean into that comparison culture, uh, you don't lean into who you are and develop you know, all, all the special gifts that you have, you're just, it's constantly surveilling and creating anxiety and FOMO. And, mm-hmm. and so how can you, so we will actually, I've seen some lessons in the work, how to, how we get the boys to, to quiet their mind and, um, and give them the, give themselves space to, to lean out a comparison and, and think about it's just okay to be you, whatever that is and,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and grow and develop that. But yeah, social media. Wow. And, you know, originally it was developed as um, a tool of information and, and too often kids, will, everyone will use it for connection and that's not um, authentic connection. So we misuse it in and um, occupied time that might be uh, used to be in the present moment you know, out in space, comparing and contrasting.
0: Yeah, there was a uh, Betty White clip from uh, uh, her monologue when she was on Saturday Night Live, uh, when in 2012, 15, it doesn't matter, several years ago. And it was all after that uh, Facebook uh, spiel to have her host the show and she mm. said i didn't even know what facebook was back in my day we had the phone book i couldn't imagine spending a whole afternoon with
3: it So,
0: well she's not wrong yeah. uh, and and you know there, there there are i'm sure there were some very pure interests uh, perhaps at the beginning of oh this could be a great thing to help me find my you know classmate from whatever that i lost contact with but you know as they say you know if if the platform is free then you're the commodity and you know sadly you know i i'm soapboxing here tim it's my turn um <laughs> it's like you know you know kids are have really been caught caught in the dang uh uh the crossfire on this thing and you know programs like let me run can only help, uh, you know, to, even if it's just you know, one hour, you know, a yeah. couple of times a week to get them you know, disconnected from that stuff and reconnected with each other, and you know, in a way that you know, like you said, good grief, you know, we just didn't do that or have that, you
3: know,
0: <laughs> yes. or help even have a need for it, you yeah. know, when we were kids. So, you know, to the extent that we can help them you know, through programs like that, uh, you just, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's the, the, the need could not be greater, the yeah. need could yeah. not be greater. So, 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 so related, how does, how does a person get involved with a program like let me run in order to be the difference?
2: Yes. Well, uh, number one, our are, are coaches, that's, um, we have a coach training, um, we have some of it online, so it's not as long as it used to be, but, Pretty much count for half a day to train. Um, you do not need to be a runner. We have uh, multiple coaches per team, and it's it's helpful if at least one of the coaches is a runner. But there are plenty of uh, lessons to run and and uh, times to be with the boys outside of running. Um, so you do not have to be a runner. Um, we will train you up. Um, you don't don't have to have any experience. And, and that's the, the best way to make an impact on these boys. And then, of course, we have other volunteer up, the 5K, you know, done in a day. Mm-hmm. We always need volunteers for the 5K twice a year. Sure. Um, particularly those high schoolers that need service hours. Um, but, but being a coach, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming out of the Adverse Childhood Experiences studies, just one caring adult in a, a child's life can change the trajectory forever so if you can be that one caring adult um, you know it can combat so many you know trauma uh poverty
3: all of yeah. that so
0: and, and you don't have to have a kid in the program right. or anything like that if you just want to be a part of it you can be a part of it right so that's awesome and, and where do we where do we find all of that ashley
2: so let Um, and then we have various regions. Um, mm-hmm. just a tab for greater Charlotte, if that's where you are here and, um, mm-hmm. click on become a volunteer and we we'll, it'll hook you up with the right people. So, um, just go to our website, let and, and we'll hook you up with the right region and the right leader.
0: That's awesome, and then we have several of our uh, Novon Health Charlotte Marathon ambassadors have been coaches, and our current coaches uh, yes. in, in the program. So, you know the the, the, con- the connections are multifold. So uh, <laughs> yes, they, are, <laughs> they awesome. are.
2: And we have people that become friends through coaching, yeah. together, which is nice. Our running buddies.
0: So. Yeah, good stuff. Good, good. stuff.
1: Well, yeah. Ashley, thank you so much. Appreciate thank your time. You. Thanks, what you're doing for uh, for kids. For well, thank
2: men. you. Thank you for your
0: time. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere
3: you listen to podcasts.